Today's guest is Donald D, and I've known Donald for about 20 years now. <laughs> it's been a long time. That's it's been true. a while. And Donald's <laughs> with Rare Coins of New Hampshire, which may sound a little strange about why we're doing this, but you'll get it as we, we go along here. Uh, so first of all, Don, thanks for being here and for taking the time for this. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I, I look forward to today's podcast. Well, first place, when people hear about numismatics, most of them go, huh? You know, what, what is that? So, you know, and when people hear about gold and silver, a lot of times they're thinking about bars or yep. silver coins. Or So can you give us a little bit about what rare coins in New Hampshire deals with? As precious metals, it's not just coins, right? That's correct. We, we, we trade all forms of precious metals uh, all throughout the day. Uh, and then, of course, we have uh, a team of, uh, of uh, experts on the numismatic side of the street, rare coins that are uh, industry recognized. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the principles of our firm was uh, just selected by Amos Press, which is a, a publication within the uh, precious metals and numismatic area as uh, one of the most influential uh, people in the numismatic uh, industry in 2023. Cool. So we kind of touch, uh, touch all bases in the tangible asset area, uh, concentrating again, primarily on the precious metals side of the street, as well as numismatics. Okay. And, okay, when do these normally get used? I'm, I'm guessing you're pretty busy right now. So when, 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 when people think about, especially the financial advisors or even the estate planning attorneys and those folks, when should, should this be a discussion point for them when they're with their clients? Well, that's a, that's a great question. And, um, you know, we've been at this now uh, since 1990. Our firm was established in 1990. Since then, our recommendation to advisors, individual investors, and institutions as well, is that approximately 5 to 15% or so of a client's overall investment portfolio needs to be allocated to the physical possession of precious metals and numismatic coins as a diversification tool, mm -hmm. and as an asset class that historically performs well when financial assets are under pressure. As a matter of fact, in 1990, there was a gentleman by the name of Harry Markowitz, who was a uh, Nobel laureate in economics. And he's actually the father of uh, modern portfolio theory. Okay. Um, of diversification mm -hmm. of, uh, of uh, investment uh, portfolios and so forth. He probably summarized it best. According to Mr. Markowitz, the function of, in this particular case, gold, in a diversified investment portfolio is to serve as a defensive asset class, meaning that the appreciation of gold can be expected to be proportionate to the depreciation in financial assets during periods of economic financial, political, and military turmoil. That, that pretty much summarizes it right there. That's the value tangible assets bring to a well-diversified investment strategy. A lot of people that go like, okay, the stock market is down, I'm going to go buy some. That's true. Then they want to sell it right away and go back. It's not like it's constantly going in and out, right? That can be accomplished. One of the benefits of precious metals and numismatics is that they are, among other things, extremely liquid. Mm -hmm. um, they are ex very, very easily sold, very easily disposed of. Uh, some people um, you know, categorize them as alternative investments. 
I, I, I am not one of those people because to me, when you um, discuss alternative investments, in most cases, many alternative, alternative investments are not very liquid. Right. Just the opposite is the case with the physical possession of precious metals and numismatics. They are extremely liquid. So it is possible to, to go in and out of the market at different points in time when it is advantageous to do so. Yeah. But overall, I view it as just another asset class that deserves to be placed into a, a well-diversified investment portfolio. It's unfortunate because over the years, I think, Rod, precious metals industry and, and the precious metals asset class in general kind of falls in and out of vogue at different points in time. Currently, for example, we are extraordinarily busy. You know, we're, we're currently living in a very high anxiety, high risk environment. You know, we're reading about bank failures and we're reading about uh, the highest inflation in 40 years. We're talking about rising interest rates and uh, pressure on the value of the dollar. And what we are experiencing now is that, you know, investors are very tuned in now to this asset class. Gold and silver have been performing extremely well, and they're doing what they're supposed to do as it was defined by Mr. Markowitz. In reality, I think that there's a place in a well-structured investment portfolio for tangible assets, regardless of the economy. I think, there's a, I think they play a very important function in that investment strategy. Just in talking to some of my clients and things, I remember talking to one of them and he said, you know, he saw some ad on TV because gold was going up and some somebody was pitching it and he got on and he clicked on it and he was going to buy it. And then he said, I think that's way more expensive than what I can buy it for somewhere else. You, you put your finger uh, on, a, on a major concern. It is vitally important for investors to align themselves and work with reputable firms in order to get the rates of return that they are anticipating um, at the get-go. Unfortunately, with the popularity of metals today, you can turn on TV and see <laughs> a multitude of advertisements that every time I see them, I, I, I cringe uh, because it just gives the wrong message. Yeah. Or, or you can pick up different periodicals and see similar types of advertisements. It's critical for investors to align themselves with reputable firms. As you know, our firm has been fully vetted by many broker-dealers. Uh, we work with many broker-dealers across the country, portfolio management firms, RIAs, estate planning attorneys, uh, insurance firms as well all of whom have done their due diligence on us. As you mentioned uh, at the beginning of our conversation, I've had the pleasure of, of, of knowing you for, for 20 years now. And as a matter of fact, I'd like to congratulate you and the Heritage Institute uh, on your 20th anniversary <laughs> this year. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. It, it's been a remarkable accomplishment. I look forward to uh, to the upcoming meeting in uh, in Dallas in a few weeks when I can see everybody once again face to face. I've had an opportunity to to meet with and work with many Heritage Institute members over the years, many of whom have turned into personal friends. 
It is true that working in the tangible asset area can be an extremely profitable asset class. But like anything else, it is incumbent upon a, an investor to uh, align themselves with uh, ethical and knowledgeable firms. And then one thing you didn't, you talked about all these other professionals. Nonprofits is another one because they, they end up getting these things. They don't, they don't buy the, the collection, they get the collection. One of the reasons that I love attending uh, Heritage Institute meetings is not only to have an opportunity to sit down and discuss current events and so forth, and of course, our asset class and our services to advisors, but I also like sitting down and discussing the value that tangible assets bring to nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many clients we have that are philanthropically inclined. 2022, for example, has been a remarkable year in the world of precious metals and particularly numismatics as it applies to nonprofits and philanthropic uh, types of organizations. There is currently an organization in the city of Dallas called the Harry Bass Foundation. That foundation has been in existence now for many years. And the foundation is funded by a world-class rare coin portfolio that Mr. Bass had assembled over the years. Mr. Bass had passed away uh, several years ago, and the foundation now is in the process of liquidating at least part of Mr. Bass's collection of coins to gift to the city of Dallas for uh, philanthropic purposes, prim primarily uh, to, to fund youth organizations and, and, and so forth. The Bass collection was so extensive that it has taken multiple um, auction sessions to liquidate. It is not done yet. And to this point, it has generated over in excess of $100 million. Many of the clients that we work with are high net worth and ultra high net worth clients who, as you know better than I, many of whom are very philanthropically inclined. Right. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot that goes into that. Absolutely. For those who you know aren't really into the market for this and and are learning about this stuff, what distinguishes? I know I've seen other people in the industry like like you'd said, but what distinguishes you guys from some of the other people? And that's one question. And I guess the other question is, just what exactly do you do for advisors and um, and investors? I appreciate you asking that question. As I mentioned, we've been at this now since 1990, and we've earned a reputation. Uh, over the years of which we're very proud. Financial advisors, individual investors, institutions come to us for our expertise, for our guidance as they become interested in allocating into this area. As I mentioned before, we have been fully vetted by a large number of financial institutions, and broker dealers, yeah, yeah. portfolio management firms. I mean, the, the list is long and distinguished. And what we enable advisors and investors to do is to safely and effectively engage in this asset class, to eliminate all of the potential headaches and allow investors and clients to efficiently 
and effectively engage in the buying and the selling of precious metals and numismatics. We work with advisors to custom design investment portfolios for their clients. This is not a cookie cutter approach. If a client has X amount of dollars and they automatically get this. The fact of the matter is that different types of coins and different types of metals have benefits all their own. Some are suitable for some clients and some are not suitable for others. Based upon information that a financial advisor brings to us, investment temperament, for example, uh, risk tolerance, time horizon, investment objectives, all of those factors, we custom design those portfolios to best meet our clients' portfolios. We manage our clients' portfolios. We appraise those portfolios at different points in time in writing. As a matter of fact, as mentioned earlier, we have a technical team that is really second to none in the industry. People look to us all the time uh, for, for our appraisal services. There, there may be, and I suspect that there are going to be people who are listening to our discussion today, whether they be investors or, or advisors or, or nonprofit organizations, who are currently working with or maybe even have precious metals collections or numismatic collections that they own right now, that they have no idea what it's worth. We provide that appraisal service for institutions and individuals, and we'd be happy to do, to do that for, uh, for uh, people listening today. We've worked with Virginia Tech University. For example, uh, one, of, one of their um, uh, graduates um, wanted to gift a portion of, of his collection of medals and numismatics back to the university. We were brought in to appraise the collection and assist with the liquidation and so forth. The Gettysburg Foundation in, in Pennsylvania, right. one of our clients wanted to gift to the Gettysburg Foundation, uh, worked with us. Utah, Utah Valley University, I had a great experience with them. One of the Heritage Institute's advisors works very closely with UVU. The, uh, the university was gifted a collection of coins and paper currency, had no idea what the, what the collection was worth. They reached out to us. We uh, appraised the collection for them and helped them, uh, assisted them with the liquidation. And it was a great experience, Rod. Last fall, one of the deans of the business school at Utah Valley University reached out to me and asked me if I might be interested in coming in as a guest lecturer and speak to the graduate students at the business school about the benefits of precious metals and numismatics, which I did. And I'm going to tell you something. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. <laughs> those, those kids were so impressive. Yeah. Um, I walked away from that class thinking that, boy, if, if these kids are a cross-section, of graduate students in business across the country, um, we're, we're, we're in good shape moving we're in forward. Good hands, yeah. We're in good hands. They were an impressive group of, of people. I, I remember talking to the financial advisor you worked with on that one, and, and uh, 
I said, so what all, what all did you do? What did they do? He goes, you know what? I don't know. All I know is they, they made me look good. I mean, you know, the, the <laughs> foundation was really happy with me. He said, I don't understand that stuff. <clears throat> but I was able to bring Don in and, and it, it worked really, well, really, really well. It was a great experience. It really was. It's, it's not unusual that colleges and, and universities find themselves beneficiaries of, of collections such as this. And we get called in quite frequently. But that was kind of a special case. Well, and, and the ones that I've heard, uh, generally speaking, they had no idea that they were going to be beneficiaries. I mean, you know, it's a lot of times the, in the plan gifts, they know what they're coming. But these seem to be, you know, they're they're in the trust or the will or whatever, but they never knew they were in there. All of a sudden, they've got something. That's true. It's like, now what do I do? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was uh, it was great. We've, uh, we've had an opportunity to work very closely recently with the World Gold Council. World Gold Council is uh, headquartered in uh, uh, London, England, with a, um, an office in Manhattan. And um, I was very appreciative. The World Gold Council reached out and invited me to participate in a webinar with the liaison from the World Gold Council to uh, international central banks. Okay. It was, it was extremely interesting. There are about 26 of us on the call from all over the globe. And the crux of the discussion was, why is it, we, we all, we're all reading now that central banks around the, around the world are stocking up on gold right. to, to, for, to fortify currencies and so on. <clears throat> the discussion was, well, why are they doing that? What, 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 is, what is the purpose of that? So the liaison kind of listed a, a variety of different things. And, and, and it automatically dawned on me that the very reason that central banks have a, an interest right now in the physical possession of metals and numismatics is it are the exact same reasons that individual investors have an intrinsic interest right now, given the current global economy in precious metals and numismatics. Several, several of the benefits as, as central banks see it, performance during times of crisis, long-term store of value, no default risk, portfolio diversifier, highly liquid asset. As a matter of fact, a banking conference in, in Basel, Switzerland, a few years ago, determined that the physical possession of precious metals have a 0% liquidity risk. They're very, very saleable. And as we all know right now, uh, many foreign countries are looking to de-dollarize as well. They're concerned right. about things moving forward. So it was, it was, a, it was a great experience for me, and uh, I, I, I enjoyed that very much. I, I was very humbled that they reached out to me and invited me to participate. Well, and that's another thing. I mean, it, it isn't gold and, and numismatics are international. I Absolutely. Mean, you're not trading currencies. This, this is something you can be anywhere. That's <clears throat> correct. Exactly. What else would the, you want the audience here to hear about just the whole area of precious metals and numismatics and, and rare coins from New Hampshire and how they fit in all of that? I guess the message that I would really want people to, to take away is there's nothing special about this asset class. It is just another asset class. Sometimes um, I, it's been my observation that when you talked about precious metals and in, 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 in some cases numismatics, 
some people say, okay, well, you're a gold bug or you, <laughs> or you, you're a doomsday person. Um, or you see the glass half, half empty. Half empty. Yeah. And just the opposite is the case. It is an asset class, just like all of the other financial asset classes that perform a function in a well diversified investment portfolio. There's nothing exotic. There's nothing, you know, particularly uh, exotic about this. Uh, although it can be very exciting to be, to be sure. Uh, people love it when they have a, a couple of ounces of gold in their hands. But, uh, but again, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an asset class that plays a very important role, a very important function from my vantage point in virtually anyone's uh, uh, overall investment strategy. It is interesting because it is different. It's like you said, people think it's exotic. It's, Hey, it is. It, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And it's, and it fits, right. like I said, globally, it's not just here. Uh, That's right. It's globally. And as a state planning attorney, I, I, the only time I really heard about this was generally speaking when somebody would die and the kids go, there's this box that we found, <laughs> right? <laughs> or we have a safety deposit box and we didn't know what was in it. Well, it's, you know, and we had no idea that we had any of this stuff. What's it worth? I, I don't know yet, but that's. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> if, and if there's one, one word of caution that I will kind of end our discussion with today, if there's a common mistake that I see investors making today, it is that they, as, as it applies to precious metals and numismatics now, it is that they act on their own without the consultation, without the advice of their financial advisor. They go out and try to do things on their own online, and that can lead to all kinds of problems. We have clients coming into our offices all the time who have done just that, gone online to acquire metals that appear to be at favorable market levels. They purchase those, those metals and thinking that they just made an astute purchase, and ultimately what they did was shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Because if gold and silver are, are traded within a very narrow range, and if there are items out there that are being offered online at unusually low prices, there's a reason for it. Usually those items are the either number one, items that are out of market favor, two, they can be physically impaired, or three, we've seen extreme cases where some of these items are counterfeits. So it is absolutely in investors' best interest to align themselves with their financial advisors so that ultimately they are able to work with companies like ourselves who have been fully vetted that eliminate all of those potential problems. And that is, you just touched on one thing before we go that I, I really appreciate. And that is you can have the same year, everything else of a coin, and I could have the same thing. And those two coins can be worth completely different amounts depending on the Absolutely. condition of the coin. Absolutely. And that's one Absolutely. of the things you don't get online. I've got that's correct. You know, this coin with this year and people don't realize what a difference it can make with what the condition of the coin is. Absolutely. It can be 
a coin could be worth a few hundred dollars or could be worth several hundred thousand. You know, the same coin, the, the, the same denomination, the same date, the same mint mark, depending upon its state of preservation. And it takes a trained eye to discern the current state of preservation of that coin and a reputable and ethical firm to deliver the accurate advice to those particular uh, uh, investors and clients. That's where we come in. Well, thank you for this. I'm sure this is something that not a lot of people are talking about. I mean, they, they talk about gold and silver and coins, but they don't talk about you know, how it all fits. So I, That's I true. really appreciate this. And uh, again, if people want to get a hold of you, it's uh, Don at RCNH, Rare Coins New Hampshire, uh, dot com. And uh, Correct. same thing for the, the website. It's, it's RCNHfinancial.com. That's so correct. More information, so. That's correct. Thank you very much. This has been helpful. Thank you, Rod.